Uh, welcome back to Across the Pond. Um, it's been a long time. I can't even remember the last one was. Probably probably quarter of the way through last uh, last season. So, um, how is everybody? Welcome back. Ross, you obviously you're you're becoming quite a popular chap now on the podcasts and, and live streams, and so it's obviously difficult to fit in with all your your social media uh, work. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, making making the rounds. I've got uh, a lot of brands to promote, so uh, just make sure I get my my five minutes at the end to promote my, my own brands. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Ross, some Ross adverts, no problem at all. We can fit those in. Nate, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, Mike. Yeah, it's been. Uh... It feels like it's the winter over here in London is uh, being grim and dark and wet, but I'm sure it's a, it's a fraction of how bad it is up in Scotland with Ross and and I'm sure parts of parts of the US where where with other members of the group are. But no, it's been yeah, it's been alright. It's uh, it's crazy how quickly sort of the season sort of unravelled and and our Super Bowl's done and before we realise it's combined. So it's it's quite a it's quite an, a slow but exciting time of the year type thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny. Right, only what two week, two and a bit weeks removed from the Super Bowl, and I already miss football. It, it's it's already like my Sunday nights. I've got to spend talking to the missus and watching shit TV. Not <laughs> not locking myself in a separate room and just watching Red Zone for seven hours. Yeah, getting all the all the family uh, series is on now, and your Bridgertons and your Weird and Wonderfuls. I watch. We watch a lot of American TV, so it's not too bad. But like, yeah, even so, still got to speak to her on a Sunday night. Yeah, rather be watching football. <laughs> right, so um, as you just said, the season's over. Um, Super Bowl's just finished. We let's check out the Super Bowl first. I know obviously it's been discussed quite a lot. Um, and the New England Chiefs won again. Sorry, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs won again. I know a bloody dynasty on our hands. Um, what did you think of it? What was the views? It was, it was great. I thought it was a really good game. Uh, I know at the start it was obviously it was more of a defensive battle, a bit back and forth, but uh, enjoyable. Few, few turnovers, few fumbles, and then obviously the drama at the end. That's all, all you can ask for uh, as a neutral. That's all you can ask for as it goes down to the last play, and it went down to the last play twice, didn't it? Obviously, it was a one in the fourth quarter, then one in the overtime as well. And I'm sort of glad the, the Chiefs won. Uh, I'm not, I'm not that bored as as a neutral, obviously, but. Uh, it's just nice to see Mahomes win again, and uh, it's it's quite funny to watch uh, people rage about Brock Purdy not being good enough, and it's nice to see Kyle Shanahan still not get his hands on the trophy as well. So uh, a few funny storylines from that side, but yeah, it was uh, an enjoyable game, quite exciting. Even at uh, four in the morning or whatever it is, ended up going to bed. It was it was still uh, was still buzzing for the last uh, last quarter and overtime. Yeah, on the last post, the chicken wings at three o'clock in the morning. I was doing chicken wings all night. Every, like every, yeah, more chicken wings, more chicken. Credit, yeah, credit, credit to you guys. I, I, I didn't make it, and I, I almost shot myself in the foot because I had every intention of watching the full game, <clears throat> and uh, sort of stayed up. And obviously, the kickoff was about eleven thirty p.m. outside, so midnight. That's, obviously, that's twenty-three thirty for Shaq. Yeah, twenty three thirty, and uh, and obviously, I, I I don't know about you guys, but I didn't take the day off work on Monday, so I knew I was having to be in the office online at seven a.m. So I was sort of okay, flip. This is just going to be a long day, and uh, I got through the first quarter, and then my eyes were getting darker and and heavier, and because it was quite a slow, it was quite a cagey affair to start the game, and it was just really slow build up, and I remember maybe in the first five minutes of of the second quarter, I dozed off. And then I briefly remember waking up and then seeing 
Usher just grinding on Alicia Keys in front of me. And I was like, what's going on here? I was a bit sort of disorientated at the moment. And then by the end of his, his halftime show, I fell asleep again. Then I woke up and it was during overtime and I was trying to stay awake and I just, I just kept passing out. Um, so I, I managed to watch the highlights in the morning, but it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty epic, epic Super Bowl in the end. So I book the second, the second the season schedule is announced, I book the Monday off work for the following year. Ah, season pro, Mike. Yeah, t- t- too many, too many times I've tried to start watching late night games and then realizing you got an hour's sleep. Is that the real stuff or the? Yeah, I've, uh... got... I've got, I've gone uh, the double zero. Zero. For, yeah, for all, for all our. Uh... Our great um, sober um, uh, members. Uh, it's a good drop, uh, Guinness Zero. Goes down very well. Well, I'm certainly alcohol free today after what I did yesterday. So I will not. There's, uh, th- 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 there's my Nathan's five minutes of promotion, Ross. Uh, <laughs> over to you. <laughs> From a peach and passion fruit, sparkling uh, <laughs> water. There you go. Sponsored by Whatever Unicorns. <laughs> Black current. There we go. Classic. Go, go, well, go I, I, I have got, I've got the emergency stash for the morning, so I get really tired about working from home. So, so Mike, what was your, what was your sort of reaction? What was your reaction to the Super Bowl? Like, were you happy, upset, sort of mixed emotions, indifferent? <sighs> Not being neutral. What you want is a good game, and as Russ said, that's what it was. It was a, it, the first half was chess match. I mean, the, the, the Chiefs couldn't seem to get anything going. The, the uh, Niners seemed to be on top. Uh, as we've now read, Spagnola made some changes at half-time, and the second half was completely different. Um, the Chiefs seemed to stop the Niners and actually be able to move the ball a bit better as well. So I really enjoyed it. I, I always like watching football, whether it's a even, even a sort of wet Monday night game, Jets versus someone that's no interest. And, you know, that, I watch them all. It's fun. Um, yeah, I... Jets versus the Bears. I mean, they are they are they are showing why they are such a good team. They can play badly and still win, right? The Chiefs. So they, they are, they're not they're not destroying teams. They're they're, they're making they're, they're they're functioning and getting victories from defensive side mainly this year. Um, and I think yeah, it sort of shows how integral all three parts of the game are. I mean, the special teams basically almost won the game for them, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, those well, actually unlucky bounce with the, on the on the punt that hit the. Uh, kicking teams, you know, all these sort of things. It's difficult. You know, little margins make big differences in these games. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you got to hand it to them. They, they, they did a job and won it. I, in fact, it, it was a fun game to watch. It was very technical. Um, and, yeah, next next year it'll be the Jets versus the Bears. Well, no, it can't be the Jets versus the Bears. But anyway, yeah, that's fine. Well, anyway, Bears won. Bears, okay, Bears not, how can it not be the Jets versus the Bears? No. Just because you're yeah. so bad, or uh, is that yeah, we're, we're, we're two years away, you're one year away. That's all right, that's, that's fine. Well, get a, get a K, uh, Caleb versus uh, Caleb versus Aaron, yeah, if he makes it that long, yeah. Was he, is he one more year of his contract or two? I can't remember what he's got. I, I don't care, I'm, I'm very <laughs> down on the Jets this year already, so uh, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But isn't this your favorite part of the season where you're, you're actually you could win something at this stage? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> full, of hope. full of hope. I've been beat. I've been beaten down. I've been beaten down. But it seems that it's because I know what we're going to do. We're going to get an, an offensive tackle in the draft, and we're going to try and sign a wide receiver. So the blueprint's there. We just need to wait until the season to, to see what happens. Usually, it's the excitement of we've got a new quarterback, or there's 
the quarterback could be a lot better than he, he normally is. So now we, we, know, we know what's happening. It's just about waiting, waiting until September. What, uh, what, what, what draft pick do, do the Jets have? Uh, we're just outside the range of good players, I think. Nobody. 10? How have I forgotten this already? Uh, yeah, 10th. Okay, yeah. And, uh, and it looks like most mock drafts do have you, uh, do have you going after a tackle uh, to protect Zach Wilson, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, because he'll definitely be in there very soon after our he, 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 he's, he's, he's a still in Bosch Saint, so he's, he's bound to start. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. <laughs> I, I forgot he's your starting quarterback after you parted, parted ways with Josh Allen last season. Mate, please Light stop up, bringing that up. That's about four <laughs> seasons ago now. No, <laughs> we've, crazy. We've all, we've all moved on. No, no, I've got, I've got big letters here. Nate traded. <laughs> Mike, what are, what are your thoughts on uh, on the Bears 101? This is the million-dollar question. Are you Caleb or are you sticking with Fields and trading back? I think financially it makes sense to move on to Williams. And if you get a decent return for Fields, we do that. Or if the return for Fields isn't great, and we, we, we're not, as I said, I don't think we're like one year away. We, we are a few years away from being as competitive as any other team. So, Maybe trading away a one-on-one and getting multiple first picks over the next couple of seasons. I, I don't know. I mean, I as, as you and I know, we have discussed this. I don't think it's all Fields' fault how bad he's been. I think the fact he spends he spends his life running for his life or on his back because someone's bloody sacked him, it doesn't help your figures. And if you if you're running out of the pocket every ten seconds because you've got the entire defense coming down on you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees. You you, you know. You, you are not necessarily going to be as, as accurate as you could be. Um, I think I think we, yeah, I think we trade Fields. Okay. Also, Fields obviously wasn't uh, Paul's draft pick, right? That's the last the last regime's player. This is, his, yeah, this is his, he's got his chance to get the one on one. If he if he really feels that Caleb Williams is the guy, then I guess that's what, that's what we do. And then by one oh nine, we're probably taking a, a, you know a wide receiver or depending on who was on board. But I think we need a lot of work on our O line as well. So yeah, you're probably sniping the Jets for a tackle there. One oh nine, Ross. R- a lot of the, a lot of the mocks I see is uh, who's it? A, a Daisy or Deezy, the wide receiver? I can't remember. Roman Daisy. That's the one. Yeah, he he seems to be uh, heavily touted for the one oh nine. If if he goes that far down, because well, you've got the one oh one and you've got the one oh nine. I forget. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, R- Ross, as, as the neutral, um, well, I'm relatively neutral as well. W- what's your take on Justin Fields in terms of is he someone you'd want to keep if you were a, if you were part of the Bears team and sort of trade back and build around him? Or and then on top of that, what sort of draft va- like or tradable value does he have? And where where for fantasy reasons, where would you want him to go if he was to leave? Yeah, so I've always been high on Justin Fields. I liked him coming out. I think I tried to get him from Mike, even though that was uh, a fool's errand when he, he, he got drafted by the Bears. I don't think he was ever going to part with him, but uh, I've always liked uh, Fields. Um, obviously, he's not performed to the standard that I was hoping he would do in the league, but I've always liked him. I still think he does have potential to be maybe the 15th to 25th best, best quarterback in the league. He does have some uh, value, I think, but the Bears aren't going to be picking here very often, or you'd hope as a Bears fan, as in the Bears yeah. organization, you're not going to be picking here very often. Um, and you do have the opportunity to get 
Caleb Williams, who I believe, and not to spoil the, the draft podcast a wee bit, but I think he's got an insanely high ceiling. Is his ceiling as best quarterback in the league? Um, so I think you've got to draft that rather than getting the 15th to 25th best quarterback in the field, getting the guy who can be top five, top ten. Um, so I think I think you do that. You've got enough picks already, like the 109, to maybe build a, a little bit more around them. And yeah, I don't think the, the roster is that bad. Obviously, I'm looking from a, a neutral's point of view. I maybe don't know the offensive line talent as, as deep as Mike does watching them every week. But uh, I think, obviously, DJ Moore, you've got a good, solid uh, receiver there. Add another one, and you've suddenly that room's looking good. Then you've got Komet, who's, who's done well as well. So, yeah, I, I'd take uh, Caleb Williams and just sort of the easiest way to, to turn around your franchise is to get a franchise quarterback. Yeah, I think I think I think I think in my heart of hearts, I think that's 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 the right move. I just happen to I, I do like Fields as a as a player, and obviously fantasy wise, his value, yeah, his value is quite good fantasy wise as well. So if he does move on, hopefully he goes to a franchise that lets him run and run and run and run and make rack up loads of points on that front. So, Mike, yeah, thank you. Mike, as, a, as as an owner of Fields and the fantasy side of things, and obviously we know you're you're sort of have your, your relative bias with, with the Bears. But as a fantasy owner, where would you want him to go if he was to leave? And 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 for him as a player, two questions. On the NFL side, where do you think is the best fit for him? And on the second side, where do you think is the best fantasy fit for him? If there, there might be the same answer. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a lot of talk about the Falcons. I think he'd probably, the, the O-line there isn't too bad. They're, they underperformed because the quarterback wasn't great. They've got the other pieces there already. They've got a good tight end. They've got a um, good wide receiver. They've got a good running back. They've got a lot of things in place already. Whether they feel the expense of bringing someone else in that's going to cost them in two years' time relatively big money. Um, I, I also I think, fantasy-wise, that'll probably help them as well because they're not expecting him to run all the time. There, there's, there's a, yeah, there'll be a lot more sort of design quarterback runs rather than just scrambling as well. I think, I think um, now Arthur Smith seems to be out of the way there. They, their playbook, she, I mean, the fact they ignored most of the best players on the, on the, on the team week in, week out for targets last year. I mean, why, why? Okay, you might get away at once. Yeah, you, you. I mean, was it the, um, eight, uh, the eighty-five uh, Super Bowl? The running back, who was a star all season, hardly even touches the ball because it's it. The, the, I mean, they just designed it that everyone followed Peyton out, out of the way. It's a, a bluff, essentially. Yeah, but you can't do that every single week because then your star players become obsolete. So, um, yeah, I've also read... John Smith is not a star player. John Smith, absolute <laughs> dynamite. You've got to feed him the ball. He, he ended I mean, up there, there, there he had some big games, right? He had some big games there. I mean, he, he obviously, you know, the, but you 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 pick these first round picks to perform, right? You don't you don't pick you don't spend was it the last three years three first rounders on offensive talent, and then give the the journeyman tight end all the ball. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't doesn't work in my head. It, it's like you know. Draft the one one QB and let him let him sit and never play ever ever play. I mean, obviously Jordan loves sat for a few years, come in, done well, but keep keep your first round pick for five years and then just buy it, let someone else. Yeah, you know, it, it just it doesn't make sense why you'd invest a first round draft pick and not use these guys. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd rather as a, as an uh, fantasy owner see him at somewhere like the Falcons over the Patriots. I think um, I think the Patriots uh, the transitions will be longer there. Um, from from 
what they've got and what they're going forwards. Whereas fantasy wise, I think the Falcons would, would be a better home for him. Or the oh. Saints. You need a quarterback. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, look, I wish I'll, I'll take Fields over Derek Carr any day of the week, but that's that's just not happening with the amount of money we're paying Derek Carr. Um, I think I think there, there are a lot of variables. There, there've been a lot of head coach uh, head coaching changes this this off season. So you do talk about the Patriots, but you never know. Someone like Jared Mayo might be Fields is the future of this whole franchise and build around it. So and but and on the flip side, he ends up with the Falcons with unbelievable weapons, and maybe he is sort of tied down to just checking the ball down and running occasionally. So again, this is this is where. Uh, people who trade frequently in fantasy. This is where you make your margins. And they're obviously quite bold positions to take um, because none of us actually know what's going to happen. Unless you're actually working for any of these teams behind the scenes, mm. it's all speculation. We can obviously all read a million different articles, but it is sort of backing your instinct, uh, reading enough sort of material, consuming enough content that you want to say, cool, I think wherever Fields is, he's a great fantasy value. Or it's the flip side, the sort of devil's advocate argument saying, if the Bears, one of the weaker teams in the NFL, are moving away from a guy like Fields, maybe he isn't anything better than a Trubisky. And like I know that's a harsh extreme, right? But, but but what I'm saying is that there are sort of arguments, and that's why it's it's this is sort of maybe the moment to trade players like that when they do have a bit of unknown quantity and getting either the high value for them or not. And I'm not trying to force you into a trade, but I think this is where trades are won and lost is when there is a variable in a player's career, like around free agency or around sort of the draft, like the trading draft picks is the same. It's 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 finding that slight competitive edge. And and it's a bit of luck at the end of the day. It, it, it's it's not it's not rocket science. I don't think there is maths to it to a certain extent. But it is it is lucky. But this is why we all love this time of the year because there is so much unknown. Yeah, very true. Yeah. So in, in case if I've been, I'll, I'll be I'll be I'll be nice. I'll take two first rather than four for him. That's fine. You know, as with the un- un- uncertainty of his future. <laughs> I was going back to the Super Bowl. Sam, you cost me money making me put money on Brock Purdy MVP. Terrible man. Terrible man. Even yeah, if was... the Chiefs won it, I don't think he was going to get MVP. Even if the Chiefs won, it was a... probably not. <laughs> that's uh, that, that, that's Juwan, Juwan Jennings. That's why yeah, yeah. I was I was a bit worried to be fair because when I was obviously when when we spent that that day with Sam here in London. Um, Obviously, quite a lot of alcohol was consumed, and uh, um, the energy was high, and the emotions and the passions were going. And Sam obviously put his flag down on Purdy. And the, the one thing I'll take away from the season is is I am convinced Purdy is is a very, very, very good system quarterback. Sam will keep fighting me on this, right? In terms of system versus talented. System is not a negative thing. I would argue Drew Brees is one of the best system quarterbacks that's ever lived. And so, to me, it, it, he is able to facilitate unbelievable players around him to get the best out of them. And I thought he had an OK Super Bowl. And look, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I ended up taking my $20 or whatever off Sam. But uh, there, were a few, uh, there were a few worries at the start of the game. I was like, oh, no, Purdy's going to go all right yet. 
Yeah, I thought he was quite steady. But yeah, go back to that drinking. Yeah, Sam, Sam, after about 12 pints, I think it was, started going, yeah, yeah, Brock Purdy MVP. I was like, yeah, it's a great idea. Let's put money on Brock Purdy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Mike, myself, um, Sam, and his mate, and Sam's mate, Nicker, we're, we're, we're in like a, a chippy shop in East London at about 10 p.m. having a fish and chips. And we are just. And, having, mushy, and mushy peas. Chippy uh, chips. And, but the peas were on the peas. Side, not on top. And we were having, we were absolutely solving all the debates. Uh, the NFL has, and it was uh, it was a great day out. Yeah, so thanks again uh, to Sam popping over. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to sort of rock up where he's in the states at some point for a pub crawl. <laughs> yeah, we all all three of us will have to make a plan. Ross, on on that note, uh, I think uh, between us, Ross, uh, Ross, I've actually got a wedding up in Scotland. I'll tell you when it is. It's in um, mm-hmm. it is in the end of August or the end of June. I'll tell you, it's in summer. I'll let you know, see if uh, we can sneak a pint somewhere. It'd be beautiful. Do you know where that is? Um, it is... Scotland. It's 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 Perthshire. <laughs> it's in Perthshire. So nice. I, that's, I, that's just north of Edinburgh, right? Yeah, yeah. Very, very, my football team I support is, comes from Perth. So, yeah, beautiful part of the country. I'm sure it'll be good. But I'm sure we could link up as well. Hit me up, oh. hit me up. I'll uh, let you know, and then, uh, and, and at some stage, we all have to um, embark on a on a travel to the Midlands in the middle and try find Johnny English because uh, rumor has it he sells refrigerators in Leicester or something. I, th- I think he's a retired man now. I right, I think he retired last year. Managed to retire very early. <laughs> we'll have to, yeah, we'll have to reach out to Johnny English. Because yeah, Leic- Leicester's not that far away, really. Probably what a couple three hour drive from us. I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of in, in the middle. It's obviously quite a bit further for Ross than us, but uh, it's uh, it's in sort of the middle of England. Uh, well, of Ross cruise. can fly to the Emil, Emil Heskey International Airport in Leicester. <laughs> is, is that what it's called? I wouldn't be sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, for those who don't, Emil Heskey played for Leicester for a few years, and he's, he's an okay footballer. But yeah, no, it's probably, it's probably the Gary Lineker Airport or something like that. But yeah, Jamie Vardy's having a party. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Mark, what uh, what uh, what were you hoping to to give the listeners today? Maybe a review. So, of- I thought if we could, you know, <clears throat> as, as we've done a little bit of the NFL news, and obviously the the, the more I think next week's when the tags start getting, I think next week the tags to be um, decided by. I think if we focus tonight more on the fantasy football side of things. Um, maybe have a little chat about the, uh, the the playoffs that we had recently ourselves. Well, recently it's quite a few, uh, two months ago now, um, and sort of maybe discuss how. We thought we got on, and how those were the surprises of the season. Um, and obviously, the biggest surprise in, in certainly on our side on, on the RR was uh, Tyler. I think all season long, he just week after week, surprise, surprise. And, he, and, and the playoffs, he, he, I mean, he, he, he did really well first two. Weeks. I mean, he was fairly unlucky, I think, against the eventual champions of Rottweilers. Um, I think he lost by well, it's thirty points, but he, but you know that progression from being pink. To finishing up in where do you finish overall? You finished fourth, fourth, fourth overall. It's a great achievement, right? This is what we all we're all striving to do. That um, and obviously that last step's quite a long way, but then obviously you know Matt with the Rottweilers, he's, he's taken time to to build and he got it right this year and it's functioned really well. Um, I'm not sure how much free agency he's got coming up and people to protect. I know um, the um, Pigskins obviously got quite some big names this year on, on free agency. Um, but I guess there we try to keep as many of those as possible. Ross, you got many up for your free agents and yours, or 
I sold them all before uh, before the end of the season to Tyler for Tank Dell. So I think I sold six guys on like zero year contracts. But <laughs> uh, I've got Jalen Hurts, who's going to get a franchise tag. I'll, I'll spoil that news for you right now. Um, but other than that, not not really anyone interesting. So I'll be, uh, I don't know, try to pick up a few more defensive players in the, the RFA. That seems to be my, my way of doing it. Defence for RFA, offence for, for draft. Obviously, you got you got your best quarterback under under uh, contract anyway for like one more year. Tannehill. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, Mac Jones. <laughs> I've got. I've got oh uh, well, that's fine. You, you got him for four <laughs> years. You got him for four, four years. years. Oh, that's fine then. He'll, he'll be out the league in two, so it's fine. So I I, I did a trade with uh, Ross uh, with uh, Tyler last year. I swapped um, Mac Jones for Trey Lance. That worked really well. I think I think I think both yeah. of you ha- haven't won or lost the trade. <laughs> and what I did do, I think I saved myself one year of contract space. It's basically it's basically the only, the only gain I got out of that. Although you know, who knows? Uh, with with uh, that Prescott wanting sixty five million dollars a year or something, maybe maybe Trey becomes the guy who takes over at the Cowboys. Look, I've got Trey Lance as well. I think on two years mm-hmm. deal. So let's let's hope that Dak has a proper holdout the whole season, and we'll get Trey Lance cooking in in Dallas. You've really whiffed, Nate. You've got a trail and, and Zach Wilson. You've just uh, you've invested in the wrong draft class. I just, I just, yeah. I've I've had like a draft class from 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 a couple of years ago. I've also done well to pick up uh, all the side hustles. Sam Donald. Uh, I think I ended up with Clayton Tune as well. Um, I've got Aiden O'Connell though, which uh, could be an interesting player there. But I've I've, I've got absolutely nothing at quarterback. I've got Kyler Murray, who's finally. Back from um, back from injury, and and it seems like the Cardinals are sort of backing him, which I was actually very pleased with. I have at the end of that, but yeah, who knows? Let, let's hope he stays fit, and let's hope he doesn't leave and go play baseball or something stupid. Like well, I guess they got a few hundred million dollars invested in, so they want to they want to keep him as sharp as possible. So yeah, you would hope so. You would hope so. Just looking at your roster. Oh. Travis Swift's a free agent, I see. Yeah, well, I, I, I think I did quite well there. I don't know. I'd like to take your guys' opinion on it. But I basically, I saw that Travis Kelsey was added to the trade bait in the PP. And um, I know Kenny, um, uh, the Crystal Lake counsellors, he was looking originally for a second. I tried my luck, I offered him a, third, a fourth. And he said, let's meet in the middle and take a third. So I just thought... I'm, I'm obviously I've, I've I've tried to hedge this year in the sense I've got three first round picks and three second round picks, so I I felt that my third round was sort of dispensable, and I felt for someone like Travis Kelsey, why not? Look, I'm in an absolute re- rebuild, so the fact of the matter is Kelsey's probably got actually very little value to my team in terms of outcome, but I'm trying to think what I will do with him because he was already extended last year. So I can't just kick him down the road for another year. Um, So I'm sort of playing up. Do I like TT tag him and try essentially let him go for a second round pick? And then I've actually just moved up one round for free. Um, Or do I do something really gutsy and just comp tag him? It's something that's playing on my mind. Like, do I just 
contact someone Travis Kelsey, but I'm just so worried that that everyone's going to sort of turn their backs a little bit on Kelsey. I think we need to obviously see what happens this offseason. I think he'll still have value, but it's um, it's whether or not I'll get more value for him during the season or during RFA, really. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, which... I, I like the idea of the tagging him, so then you've you've got an instant sort of upgrade already if, if someone does try to claim him, but if not, then you can obviously Put, put some years on him and uh, try and trade him during the season after he has a couple of big games, which he's, he's bound to have. He's maybe not, he's maybe dropped off a little bit in terms of regular season. He's resting during the regular season, waiting for the playoffs. But uh, I'm sure he'll still have some big games and he'll be up there in the, the tight end sort of rankings. Well, looking at his reaction during the Super Bowl, he doesn't, he's not happy to be rested or, or not targeted. I think Andy Reid Andy got the full brunt of him screaming in his face. Um, it worked out, worked out. Yeah, it worked out. They won. They they took, they, they took over the Lombardi. So I think yeah, it all worked yeah. out well in the end. Definitely kept him on the field. Mark, what um, what were your playoffs like um, last year? Because because where you sort of find yourself, you you, you sort of you, you stamped your ticket to to the to the big time, and, uh, and then what yes. happened? Didn't quite make it. <laughs> you are not. What you had the, the, the pigskins in the first round, which is quite tough, didn't you? Or, uh, so no, I uh, I had you had the um, crunch. Crunch in the first round, which I, which I had the best week I had all season, just just shy of four hundred points. Actually, I thought one point. I thought I'm going to finally get my first four hundred point game. Didn't quite get there, <clears throat> and then the performance just dropped off the week after. And yeah, the Rottweilers ran all over me. Well, you lost um, to the eventual champions. There's nothing to yep. be ashamed about. Yeah. Then I then I had another bad week against Pigskins, so that was another loss. So one. Uh, then I played uh, Shaq. In the, uh, the Santa place, yeah, the Santa Bowl. I managed to secure that, so quite happy to do that. One one place better than last year. So, how many draft picks and first round picks I used last season? I still only got one bloody spot, so not probably not worth the investment, but we'll see. Remind us, um... I've got some draft picks this year. Well, currently got some draft picks this year, should I say? Remind us, uh, remind us what uh, what you won for the Secret Santa Bowl. Uh, I no, I, there's no price. So the price of the Secret Santa Bowl is over all uh, the futures and the main league, and the highest score of the four teams wins the prize. Oh, so uh, who's now who's now creating a serial uh, Bob and the Smashers won it for the second year running. So they won it last year in the, the futures league, and they won it, won it this year in the uh, the main league as well. So back to back wins for Bob. Okay, the three peak. Yeah, yeah. Look at yeah. I'm sure he, I'm sure he'd like to get away from the seventh place playoff and get himself higher up. But uh, yeah, back to back wins for seven two prizes in two years. I mean, it's not that bad, is it? So no, exactly. And I then think, Ross, think... yeah, Ross, talk us through your uh, your playoff run. And I was in the losers bracket, so I didn't make I didn't make the big time. But I was the best team in uh, the best. Well, not the best team in RR, the best best worst team in RR, and then got beat by uh, the Spurs. Uh, in the best of the worst championship game. So it uh, won a couple of games. I think I had a buy, won a couple of games. But yeah, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. It's in the loser bracket. So yeah, I was pretty much just setting my lineup every week. I wasn't interested. I was, uh, was, in, a, I was in a dark place. I was in a dark place around that time. <laughs> well, yeah, I, think, I think you realised that a few weeks before the, the season when you were doing your trades, that you, you knew you were, it, the season was over and it's all about next season and, and, and get ready for that already, wasn't it? So. Doesn't doesn't surprise yeah. me you felt with that. Yeah, I, 
was going back and forward all season, going up and down. I think I went on a good run for a while. But yeah, then I think I got a couple of injuries and my team was already very thin and I just couldn't handle it. So yeah, I started trading away a couple of, a couple of guys. On zero well, it's a bit like uh, the, Blitz, the Blitz, right? The Blitz had it started off quite strong and then suddenly they had a couple of wobbly weeks and then Mike just went, right, it's all about next year. Just, we're out. And I think we still finished six yeah. and six, so it sort of shows you the sort of how many... There's one, one two, three, four... That's four, four teams, four out of the 12 teams are six and six, which shows you how quite fine the balance of the, the league is, really. Um, obviously, uh, the Pigskins dominated 11 and one, but... And we got... Uh, Matt nine Arsenal, and three, good. Arsenal eight and four. Yeah, so you got some good top tier teams and a few lower teams that are sort of struggling. But the middle of the pack's quite tight, I think. Um, I think, well, yeah, chapter 12 went down to so pretty much the wire with Corbyn, but even Corbyn, I think, towards the end, started changing his focus the next season with some of the trades as well. So, so maybe I got a bit lucky to, to top out on chapter 12. Um, we'll try yeah, again I- next year. I think it's, it's it's always an interesting um, theory or sort of game plan is is do you do whatever you can just to sort of stamp a ticket to get to the top playoff or, or, or do you sort of turn early and just rebuild and sort of hope for next year? Because the reality is there are only ever one or two or three sort of maybe powerhouses, like sort of three favourites. And, and we've seen it so often. They can easely have off weeks. You look. You look at the. You look at the pigskins, and everyone probably thought the pigskins were going to win hands down the whole thing. And look, they got as far as they could, but they ended up losing to Tyler in what in week in week fourteen. And that's no. They lost to Tyler. They put up. They still put up three hundred and ten points, which is competitive. But Tyler outdid them and scored his three hundred seventeen points. So uh, those are sort of the cases of you just sort of stamp your ticket. But it does seem like sort of the uh, sort of the quality sort of always gets to the top at the end of the day. And, and, and if your team is not, not, if you don't think your team is ready to win, sometimes it is worth sort of moving things around, but yeah, there are different people have different theories. Um, I remember my first year, I did whatever I could just to win my chapter, just to win $50. I was like, great. Uh, put my $50 in the bank, but then losing the first round of the playoffs and it sort of hamstrung me a bit. So I don't know. It, it's, it's all, it's all different theories and different game plans and, and different ways of looking at it. And yeah, I think you've got to be like the first one to sell as well. If you if you're decide to go into a rebuild, like it's good to be the first one that, and then you get all 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 the takers uh, get all their draft picks. Uh, and I think you you did that Nate as well. You're trying all, all year to, to on the fire sale. So I think it was from week one you had to the the the, the sale sale up in the window. Look, I, I, got I, bored, I, got, I got bored looking at that. It was like, here's my entire roster. It's for sale. Here's my entire roster, minus one. Look, I like I. I think I took. Um, I think I took the rebuild to the extreme in the sense that, if you look at my roster, apart from CD Lamb, um, obviously, look, I've just acquired Travis Kelsey, but I didn't have him last year. Apart from CD Lamb, there's actually there, there's zero offensive quality at all. Right, maybe a scary Terry or something like this, or Michael Pittman. Okay, good. Pittman, yeah, yeah, but there's <laughs> nothing. I don't have running back, um, and then on on the defensive side, I do have pieces, but I I feel that it's it's easier to pick up defensive depth uh, in our league, sort of in RFA and trading. There's not pretty much high value, so yeah, I, I was obviously trying to be as proactive as I could this year because I knew this year was a massive game changing 
season for me. It, it, it will probably be the most important season I have in the minors because it was the year I needed to do whatever I could to get as much draft capital, keep some sort of pieces, try to build my war bucks and, 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 and rebuild as quickly as possible. I don't want to be in, in a position where I was this year where I ended the regular season as the worst ranking in, in, in the PP. Um, obviously, I, I squeezed past pink by one result by some miracle. Uh, ended up in the urine bowl and I ended up finishing 23rd out of 24. So I didn't have a great season. It wasn't very fun. But yeah, you, sometimes you just have to do certain things. But at least I've got the 101, I've got the 103, and I've got the 111, and I've got three seconds. And and so it's it, now it's all about draft scouting and making sure I don't miss. Otherwise, it could be a long season again. Yeah, because you got you got you like you said you've got a few holes you need to fill in pretty quickly. I mean, I think you could probably ignore quarterback for a season because you've got such good talent at quarterback. Uh, like I like my my biggest dilemma now, and I'm sort of getting sidetracked looking at the draft. I'm sure we'll talk about it at a later stage. Is because I've got the one hundred one and one hundred three. I'm I'm really really considering like Marvin Harrison at the 101 because I know I'll end up with with Caleb or Drake May or even Jaden Daniels. So there, there, there is good depth there at quarterback because I've got that suspicion that if I go Caleb Williams at 101 and then Marvin Harrison goes 102, I'm in a situation where I have to go quarterback at 103. So then I end up taking two quarterbacks, which fine. Like I can, I'm, I'm not scared of taking two quarterbacks. But at the same time, it's missing out on someone like a Marvin Harrison who could be a generational talent. But we don't know. Well, it's all. So you hard. you could be the PP version of the Rottweilers collecting quarterbacks. That's what you could end up being doing. Then. Yeah, I just need to make no, sure Matt, I don't miss. What, four, four, four starting quarterbacks on his roster, I think, at the moment or something like that. And then yeah, there was it, Craig. Last year, though, so. Yeah, they were. I think that's where can crack because Craig did the uh, draft review of what he thought people were picking, and he missed. The, uh, a rich and the one that was on the IR. So yeah, you already had two decent starting quarterbacks. Yeah, it's take two more quarterbacks. Yeah, six is fine. Six starting quarterbacks. That's absolutely perfect. Then I suppose on that front, you have got the value, right? The trade. If, if these guys start performing, your one hundred three becomes two first round picks or three first round picks. So in that respect, actually, it's probably not a bad investment if you look at it that way. Yeah, yeah. eleven year contracts. I'm doing the redraft for a RR at the moment. So that will be up in the next couple of days. And looking at Tyler's draft, and he actually done had a really good job. And then obviously it correlated to getting into the playoffs and almost winning. And he had CJ Stroud, Tank Dell, and a few others. So if you just like hit a couple of picks, then you could like be right up there. You've obviously got a couple of good players as well, and that that would just that would just help you. So and I, I know what you're saying, Mike, as well about the, the the quarterback position. You're sort of insulated with value a bit, unless they're like really bad like maybe Bryce Young bad yep. then you could probably still get at least your money back uh, in a year's time if you don't fancy yep. them but yeah yeah you, you get your get your first round pick maybe a second or a second two. yeah even the guys are not that great if someone someone through the season yeah let, uh, let's say yeah uh you lose Tannehill so you're no short of a starting quarterback it's worth actually getting Bryce Young on, on a second or a first to to if you're on that push off uh, run for the uh, playoffs um, yeah keep yourself stable yeah yeah I mean, I, I'm interested this year because it's the first time I've had draft draft picks in two seasons. I think it's like I've, I've, the last player I drafted was Zavin Collins. Like, that's how long ago since I've had a draft pick. So, 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 tell it's us how. Yeah. T- tell us how because it obviously hasn't been discussed in the forum. But tell us how you ended up with these draft picks, Mark. 
so uh, backwards and forwards a bit with um, the crunch. Who, who I think was a previous owner of Jamin. He's a big fan of Jamin. And we eventually came to an agreement. I've got a third and a fourth round for a three-year contract on, on uh, Jamin. Um, I quite liked having quite a lot of linebackers. It, was, it wasn't an easy sell for me to do. Um, I think he performed pretty well last year. Um, whether or not he's a, a game-changing linebacker like um, uh, uh, Tyler's guy, ex-Bear. got his name now. Roquan. Roquan Smith. So that's a, that's a real game changer. You'd, you'd want, but, so I think Jalen's a, a good guy that scores regular points each each week, but maybe not always pushing it to the sort of the upper extreme of some of them. Um, Look, I, I think you've done very well in that tra- that trade. I think a third and a fourth yeah. for for I wouldn't even say Jalen's a top twenty linebacker. I think he's a good linebacker, but like maybe maybe top fifteen, maybe between fifteen and twenty. Like and, well, he's, and he's, he's a star, he, that. He, He's a starting linebacker each yeah, week, yeah, which, is, yeah, which is which is yeah. which is you know what, what you're looking for is the guys have the opportunity to each week to, to rack up the tackles, a few sacks. Yeah. You know this this is where I quite like that. Sort of, he's, he was that kind of player I liked last year. I think he played every game for me last year yeah. um, when he was fit. But I think he missed the last two games he was injured. Um, but yeah, I think it's that kind of thing you look at. So, um, for me, it's just it's the, the the you know you're getting twelve points each week out of the guy, pretty much, or fifteen yes. points. It's, it's it's you're not going to get thirty five or yeah, you know, like you know, uh, Khalil Mack last year suddenly has a week that just explodes. He's not that kind of player, but he'll still be steady in there and, and scoring. Obviously, recently did, did my um, uh, uh, this is your life article, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, seeing how some of my players I thought had done quite well over the years they just weren't quite in the right bracket. So, um, and I'm going, I'm going, I'm going on an Excel course in a couple of weeks to learn about VLOOKUP. So I'm sick and tired of copying and pasting shit. So, <laughs> I love it with VLOOKUP. <clears throat> VLOOKUP, I, I, I pivot tables and Power BI and all sorts of things I want to get involved with. So, um, yeah, I think it's like uh, last year, last year. And uh, yeah, that'll that'll be good. So Ross, yes, he played. He played twelve. He played twelve of the fifth, 12, twelve games. So he missed a couple of games with injury, probably in the playoffs. So yeah, I, th- I think that was a good trade. Look, as you said, like sort of, it's a. I don't know exactly what pick, but it's sort of mid third, mid fourth. So like, you you can definitely pick up some some talented it's, players yeah, there. Three 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 oh eight and four oh four, I think it is. Yeah. So so yeah. Look, there are there are dark throws to a certain extent because your 24 best players are off, but it's in, it's in the realm of decent upside high end defensive players. Um, and maybe look, I, I don't like using outliers as examples, but they are like, you look at a Puka Nakua went in six, seven round. Like it, it's, it, it's not impossible to hit a home run really deep in the draft. So like, uh, yeah, I think, I think you've done very well. I think you've done well in that trade. Just need to make sure I hit on the uh, draft picks. We to, to I need to concentrate and actually read some stuff about rookies coming in because I've got no idea how half these people are. So, well, yeah, and then, assuming I still keep them, I might try them way before then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, knowing you, you'll probably sell them for like five, ten more bucks here and there and see what you can get for RFA. Yeah, just so I can cling on to a uh, kicker in the RFA. Yeah, or sorry, well, another bloody cornerback. Yeah, cornerback, probably another cornerback. Yeah, I I like. A nice collection I've got. A nice collection of cornerbacks. How many? How many years do you have tied up into cornerbacks? 
in this year now, in this season. Uh, it's, it, no, it's, it's relevant. Uh, too much, too many. Seven. So you still got seven years, sure. That's uh... and and the and the best one of the bunch isn't on the contract. He's a free agent, so that's great, isn't it? <laughs> Well, you've got to say how much you're going to have facts down to a long term deal. Yeah, but I think, I think Blam for me, Blam was he mainly got more starts because Diggs was injured, right? I think that's kind of Trevon Diggs was injured, so I think he he then got more game time because of that. So whether or not that continues, I don't know. But he's yours for is your is yours for a fifth round mm -hmm. or on a free contract if you want him in Ross? Add him, add him to you. I don't think I've got a fifth. I'm sorry, I would, but I don't think I've got a fifth. <laughs> I'll take the fifth in twenty twenty six. If fine, <laughs> Ross, how's your how's your um, how's your draft looking uh, for the unicorns? Do you have a decent capital, or where are you at? No, no, no. I think my first my first pick is in the third round. So I've I've just been doing some dealing recently. Uh, so I've I've got picking the, the third. Uh, I don't think I've got a fourth. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, I'm. I'm I don't really think I've got anything for my first round picks that I gave up. I think I, I got a Foisadi Olukon, um, was a big one. So I don't know. Maybe do some more dealing, get a first round pick, get the rookie fever, uh, see what I can do. But uh, I think I'm maybe looking more towards the long term. So uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I will get a first round pick before before the draft. But, but, but we'll your, see. Your first pick is a, the two eleven. Oh, is it? Sorry, I don't even know. Yeah, so it's a two eleven. I'm, that's a great. That's a great pick. You put the man on the on the on the taxi squad and uh, turn him into a first, and you're smiling. It's a good year as well. I think it seems to be quite a quite deep draft uh, on the offensive side. So maybe get a a wee, a wee flyer, a good uh, good contributor. I think it's. Let's want to turn a two eleven into two other picks. You can you can have the three oh eight and the four oh four for your two eleven. Perfect. I think um, I think you're right, Ross. I think it's going to be an interesting. Uh, an interesting draft because there, there are no sort of big stand-up running backs, but it's really deep at receiver and arguably quarterback. Um, I, I, I don't think there are many day one starter quarterback, standard players, but there are a lot of guys who could well get taken by decent teams and sort of and back up and then eventually sort of take over. Um, as you say, the likes of your your Drake Mays, your Jaden Daniels, as your sort of uh, Michael Penixes, JJ McCarthy's, like they've all been at big schools and done well. It's not like a Malik Willis at Liberty here. We're talking about guys who've actually done it in sort of the big five leagues, and and the wide receivers are are, are pretty deep as well. So, yeah, I, I hope you're right. And 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 also, if we look sort of on the IDP side, I think there are quite a few home run hitters on the IDP side that. Could well sort of sneak up your Dallas Turners, your sort of Chop Robinsons, your your Lattes. A lot of your sort of edge rushers seem to be getting quite a lot of hype around them. I think the linebackers are not 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 necessarily that great, but but the, the but the edge rushers are looking pretty 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 strong this year. So it could be interesting to see where the value is. Yeah, I think uh, obviously we've still a long way to go until the draft, but. Uh, looking at the the running backs, it's more like the maybe the mid tier guys. So there's no uh, Jimmy Gibbs, there's no Bijan Robinson, but I think you'll still have the strength in the sort of mid rounds. So that's maybe plays into people who have later picks who can pick up guys who maybe starting um, at some point in the season. And then on the quarterbacks as well, if you look at who was starting this year, you had guys like 
Tyson Bajan and obviously Aidan O'Connell came in and all the guys from Minnesota. Teabag so is great. Be... Love Teabag. Danny, Danny DeVito, whatever his name is. Tommy DeVito. Yeah, I've, got, I've, got, I've, got, I've got Danny <laughs> DeVito as well. I've got Teabag, Danny DeVito. I've got all these, all these wonderful players. <laughs> yeah, so, so there's so many spaces for uh, to... to be, come in and be a starter it seems in the NFL these days at quarterback people are just so quick to to move on from guys and obviously people get injured as well so I think maybe you might even see like five or six guys getting starts next year rookies five or six rookies yeah that's um it'll be interesting uh, yeah what what um what teams Ross do you think will prioritize quarterback in the first round what 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 apart from Apart from Bears, if you assume Bears use the one-on-one for a quarterback, what are the teams are, are glaring you in the face that need quarterbacks early in the draft? Yeah, so obviously the top three guys that are well touted as having a maybe look at a pick quarterback, Washington, New England, but then the Giants maybe. Uh, maybe they'll pick someone like J.J. McCarthy, who's maybe a bit more of a sit and wait um, behind Daniel Jones. But it's really there's what they're saying is Daniel Jones is shite, get him out of here. But yeah, honestly, almost every team can can do with it. Like the, the guys who are maybe sneaky um, are guys like Minnesota and the Rams, uh, maybe Seattle as well. Guys who can sort of have a, a solution, uh, even if it's a short term solution, and but do need to think longer term because we've seen it being successful recently. And obviously, the NFL is a, a copycat league. So when you see guys like Jordan Love being successful after sitting on the bench for three or four years, teams are going to look at that and say that's that's the recipe for success. So we need to sort of plan ahead now. Yeah, I think the Giants have got a, a, a relatively cheap out after this year in Daniel Jones' contract. So it would make sense to at least have the guy you think could be that guy coming in and sit sit for the whole year. And, enjoy. and if Jones is good for two years, the guy sits for two years. You, you just, yeah, or you're trading away. But I think, yeah, I think the Giants need it. Tennessee seem quite happy. I think Atlanta maybe as well. Another another sort of quarterback yeah. needy team. Yeah. Um, Minnesota it depends what what day it is. You read um, he's staying or he's going. He's going to re-sign another contract. Um, Cousins. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Obviously the, the players like him. And they obviously you know, Jefferson's beating the drum to re-sign him. So I think um, it's also going to be it's going to be very interesting this year for fantasy implications because I, I think a lot of a lot of fantasy owners of certain quarterbacks think they have got quite a good value and they could see that that value really ripped out underneath their feet. So you look at guys like Russell Wilson, you look at guys like even Geno Smith, even Sam Howell. Um, these guys are all, if you're an owner of that player, you think these guys have value. Like it's a bit of a superficial uh, value and especially in super and uh, sort of super flex leagues where quarterbacks are so highly valued. Sam Howell, this time at the start of last year, after the first five weeks, everyone thought, flip, this guy's one, arguably one of the next big things. And now Washington are basically predicted to take a quarterback as early as they can. And Sam Howell suddenly the next Baker Mayfield, or arguably, or even the next Sam Donald. Like everyone's already forgetting about him totally. So I, 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 think, I think quarterbacks becoming very, very volatile in 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 fantasy uh in playing fantasy because 
the injury rate I seems it feels a bit higher. Um, the, the churn of players, obviously losing spots and, and, and sort of changing around. Look at Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes, is, as, as we've just touched on, paid a huge contract now. And now, what the hell? Like, what's going to happen there? You look at guys like Derek Carr. Like, to me, Derek Carr is just a mid-tier, maybe even sub-mid-tier bog standard fantasy quarterback. Tannehill was saying for a while, Jimmy Garoppolo. These guys sort of tick boxes, but they're not going to game change at all so i don't know i think i think quarterback is is becoming very volatile and unless you unless you're holding one of the big seven uh, and i just made up the number seven i don't know if they are big seven but it feels it feels more than five and it feels less than ten um, be careful be careful because according to that to the stats last year that makes jared goff not a great player. Oh, no. makes him not get, <laughs> You're in a lot of trouble now, my friend. A lot of trouble. <laughs> but, so um, the, 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 guys, the guys you just mentioned, right? So Sam Howard's 16. Derek Carr's 17. Um, you've, Russell Wilson was 11. Mayfield was 10. He's on the on our um, scoring rank. Uh, yeah, scoring. Kenny Pickett's down at 26. Obviously, missed some game time. Uh, Mac Jones is 26. No, don't even look there. So do you, the. the, the you're right. There's a lot of players and a lot of teams that, yeah, you know, like the Patriots, they'll probably, they, yeah, they won't mind moving on from him. He's not, he's not even showing really anything that's kind of going to keep him on there. Gino, again, new head coach, new regime. Do they believe in as much as Pete Carroll seemed to do? There's a lot, a lot of teams in transition uh, this year. But then also, uh, also, think- also for the first time, if you look at it, we've got, we've got close to 32 quarterbacks that have all scored a hundred, over 100 points. So it is. It's just deep, and it just churns, and it just sort of revolves. But yeah, sorry, I interject. What were you going to say, Ross? I was just going to say I think it's when a transition period in the NFL in general, in terms of quarterbacks, you've got guys who are older who have shuffled off, like some random guy, not, not Tom Brady. I don't know who he is, but he he he's retired. And you've got Drew Brees recently, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, obviously, Peyton Manning was around for a number of years, and you've got guys like Aaron Rodgers who have sort of. Uh, <laughs> Injured and old, and yeah, we'll see how he goes. But yeah, he's got a transition period. Rogers is forty. Is that right? Forty or forty-one? He's not thirty-nine. I thought he was thirty-nine. Thought he was thirty-nine. But could be wrong. Could be wrong. But either way, like these are guys who have been in the league for fifteen years, and they're just shuffling off, and you need the guys to replace them. And there are a few, obviously, young guys coming up: C.J. Stroud, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. uh, But there's this sort of middle transitional area where you've got Geno Smith and maybe Baker Mayfield who are useful to teams but they're not a long-term answer and so like you said Nate you see someone like Mark Jones come in he has a good season you think wow he's going to be a starter for seven years he might not be a top tier guy but he's going to be a starter and then suddenly he's unusable in fantasy so it's quite quite a do you think think that's credit to defensive coaching and the defensive scheming, and you think quarterbacks are, are not de- quarterbacks are not evolving quicker than defensive schemes are catching up to them. So, so it's, it's a combination of obviously talent improving and 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 young quarterbacks evolving, but it's also the coaching alongside it. Like another another uh, good um, example that that to me is a polarizing player is someone like Tua. So everyone sort of. Uh, there are a lot of people that love to her. There are a lot of people that are indifferent to her. He puts up a lot of fantasy points, but he's he's pretty volatile. He'll have a forty point week and he'll have a ten point week and he'll go up and down and and it seems like he's getting found out in the big games. I think they were one of the teams and I, 
correct me if I'm wrong, I think similar to Dallas, that they were incredible against really bad teams and very poor against very good teams. And that's, again, not a sustainable NFL project. You can't you can't base it around that. So two is a great fantasy, one of the top 10 fantasy players in terms of total points of the year. But I wouldn't be surprised if Miami go and get a flipping quarterback that maybe replaces two. Who knows? Like, that's obviously one of the needs for them right now, but why not? Like, why not have why not have a southpaw left arm and have a right arm quarterback and mix it up? I know it sounds it sounds silly, but why not? Pick out the box. Like, can you imagine they sign a veteran like Russell Wilson and you've got Russell Wilson in two and you've got one throwing left, one throwing right, and it just sort of changes things. But I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm getting too philosophical about my different schemes. We, we need to get you in the NFL. You're going to revolutionise revolutionise the NFL with two quarterback system. Or, or we find just an ampy, or we just find an ambidextrous quarterback that can throw with both arms. Now that's what we're looking for. Lamar Jackson did that, was you know during the season he dropped yeah. back to lefty and then turned around and he also yeah. threw one to himself as well in the playoffs. Yeah, he? that was yeah. very impressive. That was the best. That was a best. Was, I think, the, I think the, the commentators asked that that was the best best receive uh, best reception all game. Yeah. Literally, it was unbelievable. But going back to your point about like rookie quarterbacks, quarterbacks coming in. So obviously, we saw Mac Jones. Mac Jones had a pretty decent year, and then fell off the side of the earth in his second year and whatever else. CJ Stroud, awesome. Continuing going up, or yes, was that yeah, uh, yeah? he's different. Yeah, that's a completely different season to Mac Jones. No, I'm just saying because obviously with facilitator. Okay. It's just more of a sort of thought because obviously some of these rookie guys have you know, even any position wide receivers tight ends start off really really well and then once the once they've worked out a scheme against them or double team or whatever that factor is but yeah it's interesting obviously I th- I agree with you I think he's got a long term he looks like he should be the guy that goes on for many many years the new face of the NFL the new you know, the next Tom Brady the the guys that be the face and be around for twenty years and and, and win trophies. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. But even like, look at like uh, Trevor Lawrence. He's not quite kept going. I mean, uh, yeah, the season before last, he, he really, really got himself under out of from um, Urban Meyer's shadow. Show progression, but I don't think he's quite gone to the the, the heights that some of the, the the way he was touted. Certainly coming up to the draft, we're entering the league. You know, he's he is the next best ever. I, I, think the big, I, think the, I think the big judgment or the big sort of benchmark for these quarterbacks is, are you getting to the playoffs and are you winning multiple games in the playoffs now? So you've got your your outliers, your Mahomeses. Uh, you could argue Josh Allen and Lamar sort of there because they also, on an annual basis, they get to the playoffs, they won one or two games and lose just before the AFC Championship. Joe Burrow is the same. He's got to a Super Bowl. He might not have won it, but he got there. And that's the difference with some of the older generations. Your Stafford's not a Detroit, but as soon as he rocked, everyone knew he was good enough at Detroit, went to the Rams, won a Super Bowl. You can sort of tick him off. But your Rogers, serial, serial playoff winner. So... Th- that that marks greatness, and, and I think that marks also a tier. And and you 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 look at your Trevor Lawrence's, you look at your tours, you look at your Derek Carr's. Not in that bracket, a bit of older, but like these guys don't get to playoffs. They don't win playoff games. So that is a concern. I think obviously everyone thought Trevor Lawrence made a leap, but the fact that they were in what was considered one of the weakest divisions, the AFC South, at the start of the season 
They didn't run away with it. And this new kid on the block, CJ Stroud, just blew the door open. He took advantage of the weak division and he smashed it out the park. And I think that's what there is. Look at Baker. Like, if Baker hadn't have got to the playoffs, I don't think anyone would actually be even talking about Baker Mayfield. Like, I thought he had a good season, fine, but nothing special. But they got to the playoffs and now everyone's saying that they're going to extend him in Tampa and he's the future of Tampa. Like, he's also an absolute mid-tier quarterback, like a car or whatever. And I think... The, the quarterbacks that's like even Kirk Cousins, he he does get to the playoffs more often than not, and that's why Kirk Cousins has a bit more credit. Russell Wilson still has that credit because he went there, he won a Super Bowl. He's a guy that's been to the Super Bowl with Seahawks. You took him out of the Seahawks, out of Seattle, and he's battled, but he needs to find his next home. And I think that's that's the differential is 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 the playoff, the quality to get teams to playoffs and then win in the playoffs. I'm saying they are paying quarterbacks mega money, right? So they the investment after that first contract is huge. I mean, we're seeing it every every time the new contracts it's, it's five years at fifty five million, sixty five million dollars a season. Is it does take? I mean, if you if you, I guess that on that side they're taking more chunk of the salary cap out. So whereas like yeah, Rogers at Rogers at Green Bay. They had they had players around him who were helping him as well. It wasn't all down to Rogers. Great quarterback, don't be wrong, but you also need the weapons around you to be able to do it. I, th- I think that's where you know Tom Brady was probably very clever. Didn't take as much salary as he probably could have done. Kept other players on the on the, on the team that worked. He was getting payments under the table. Surely he, that's he not was, the uh, point. He was that's doing dodgy the, stuff. He was doing dodgy the, stuff. I'm talking about stuff on the table. He's only, but you, you know what I mean? He could have demanded $50 million 10 years, 10 years ago, right? He's won four Super Bowls and yeah, just, just pay me, pay me. But I, I, yeah, all right, fine. Yeah, the full investments into his TB12, you know, training <laughs> complex and all that sort of stuff, fine. But I think that's, I think that's where I think the, it's not the quarterback is essential. And you obviously got to have a great and amazing quarterback, but you also have the players around him to be able to do it at the same time. I think. Interesting. See, I think Houston next year would be interesting. Stroud looks like he's the right guy, but will, will everyone step with him and be as good with him? That's that's the bit I'm interested to sort of see. But I think he proved it this year. He didn't have much around him. Like, he had nothing. Like, he had Damian Pierce who did nothing. He had he, he made Tank Dell. He made um, um, who are the wide receivers. Nico Collins. Nico, Nico Collins. Collins. Until Stroud got there. Exactly. So, 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 so to me... It's, to me, it's not whether these guys stay with them. He, like, he's sort of done the... Like, he, he has made the players around him better. They didn't make him better. No, and now like, there's a case of adding to that and, and taking him to the next level. But what is the next level? Next level is winning more than one playoff. So so if, 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 he, if, he, if he turns around now and, again, wins the AFC South or at least, um, at least does enough to qualify for the playoffs... To me, that's that 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 to me is 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 where my argument of playoffs is is the benchmark, and I think that that's what he'll be striving to do is whatever he has around him is making sure he's competitive enough to make the playoffs. But yeah, cool. Right. Well, that's been a whole hour so far, so that's fantastic. I mean, we could spend the whole night. We could spend the whole no, yeah. So Ross and I spent three and a half minutes talking between ourselves. You've done the last fifty-seven minutes on your own, mate. Um, <laughs> as, as much as I can do this or not, I think it's, it's uh, we'll have some more chat in a couple of weeks about the free agency, upcoming drafts, um, all that sort of stuff, and we'll, we'll have a look at that side. 
maybe a bit more in depth after Ross's uh, redraft uh, article that drops soon as well. We can have a chat about that. So I think thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. Hope you have enjoyed seeing us back on screen again. And uh, see you guys all soon. Come on. Catch you later. See you. Peace out.